This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast. Get real. Distorted body image is the reason why more and more people need professional psychological help. This tricky but very dangerous illness hits mostly young people and may continue for years. In this episode on Almost 107, we will be discussing what are the main reasons for the distorted body image. There will be two guest speakers coming on. My name is Lana Strahoon and I will be your host for this episode on Almost 107. You have to be muscular but also weigh basically nothing. The first speaker is Naomi Hobson, a practical psychologist who specializes in body image, eating disorders and suicidal behaviors. Um, unfortunately, a lot of it, though, can do with just general anxiety, depression. Um, that's something we especially see in women. She's seeing an increase in patients' flow every year. Our other speaker is Nicholas Lowe. He knows from his own experience how society standards can change your life forever. Seeing stuff in movies and hearing comments as a young teenager or kid, you know, it, it puts some damage you know, when you're constantly getting insulted due to your lack of weight. Now let's get into your life. Is it your choice? Body image, I think, has everything to do with how you see yourself and how you feel about how you look. Body image is a perception of our body through our own eyes. It can be influenced by different factors, the most powerful of which is the social environment. Unfortunately, it is one of the most important estimations of someone's value as a person in our age. People will cover up with baggy clothes or get plastic surgery or talk badly about themselves. People depend more and more on their mirror reflection and it pushes them to the limits when they don't even realize it. It is very easy to get in this trap and lose your health to the standards of modern beauty. I then too feel like other people look at me and see all these different things that have been pointed out to me that's wrong with my body. The top part of our body image is that feeling of anxiety, of internal fear. It comes to us in so many ways, from culture, physiology, to biology. Sometimes we don't even recognize it. Depending on your experiences in life, you could either see body image in a positive way or in a negative way. Um, and I think too throughout life, you can have different times of when you feel good or bad about your own body image or others' body image. But then we all grow around people in different environments. Some can be embraced by love and affection when others go through tough times trying to separate their body image from personal traits. Sometimes it goes in family. Some parents can't overcome their own fear and project it on their children. If this happens, child is deprived from the essential support and protection. This influences all spheres of life, from friendships and relationships to behavioral issues and mental state. All the problems in relationships with food are mental. The barriers that we put in our heads disregarding the health and well-being are interconnected with the social environment. Once our body becomes an issue because of an ideal image imposed by society, it is a halfway to serious problems. You can go as extreme as um, restricting your body in different ways, whether that binge eating or not eating. Things like bulimia and anorexia can 
be unfortunately really horrible things that people can do to themselves when they have poor body image and those things can ultimately lead to death. Sometimes people around us, especially children at a young age, they cannot think before they speak. Subconsciously with their words or comments, they put the fear in our head. Fear of gaining or losing weight from young age. As a kid, I was never super strong. I was never super big. I was always pretty lean. Like I was I was a twig. I I weighed 95 pounds up until I was about 14-15 years old. And so growing up, I would hear lots of comments from kids at school saying how small I was, how skinny I was. You're just making jokes or just outright insults. Other times, the pointing out process is conscious. In sports, for example, it is important to maintain weight balance. Some teachers and coaches think they make a good contribution into children's career by saving them from weight change. But the outcome is always negative. I have probably had a distorted body image of myself for a really long time. I was classically trained in ballet for 14 and a half years and as beautiful of an art form it that it is, there is a lot of pressure um, to be thin, to be strong at the same time, to be light and unfortunately you're always comparing yourself to your fellow dancers and our teachers would also be comparing our bodies and pointing out um, if we gained a little bit of weight or not. So from a very young age, I've been very conscious of what I eat and how much exercise I'm doing, and it never feels like it's enough. When all factors, closest family, friends, people around, they start getting together, we get a perfect mixture for a distorted body image. And then I would also, you know, hear stuff at home, say, oh, you need to eat more food, or you see, you couldn't even fit a small. So I would always hear negative, uh, condescending comments. But people are not the only ones who can influence the perception of our body. It is all about the information we surround ourselves with. Once you hear a comment, you start digging deeper, and your self-esteem falls down. Another thing was watching YouTube videos or seeing movies. It only made me realize how insanely small I was. My arms were the size of... A branch. To support the perfect body image in the society, people place the information about it everywhere. It can be a poster outside with a muscular man or a slim woman that says, Want a body like hers? Want a body like his? Or content from YouTube where the smaller you are, the more popular you get. body is not only the picture that we imagine, it is also genetics and biology, how we were constructed, how our body was made and created in a physical way, and every trait is different, every person is different. We cannot compare the size of the bones, body structure. If you look at a man or a woman, they're different. Same as the types of people, some are more tall, some are more short, so it's something that comes naturally. 
Unfortunately, in a younger age, we don't understand that our physical appearance doesn't define us as a person. But all the standards that we confront from childhood, people that we see, comments that we hear, show us different perspective. Just like self-criticism, I find that lots of kids, you know, they just want to be good and like their self-image and have acceptance by their peers. And so they eat themselves alive because, you know, young teenagers are pretty insecure. And I was a victim to that. I would just tell myself horrible things about myself for a plethora of reasons. And so that's also another one, just insanely high standards and unreasonable rate. It is so important in every recovery from illness of any sort to have support. People that you have around should wish you well and not drag you back to where the trauma started. Some symptoms for a sort of body image, it can affect your relationships. You can not trust that when your partner tells you you're beautiful or how great you look that you might not see that. If people around you are a trigger, the healing process will never start. Everyone depends upon words of appreciation and praise. Your partner or your parents can tell you how good you look, much better than it was before. And you start thinking, actually, yes, it looks much better. And my life has improved. And more people started talking to me. And I became more attractive. But if the price for it is health, sleep, emotional well-being, then it is not an improvement. Getting out of self-criticism, control and restrictions is like getting out of deep depression. You need to do it steadily and with understanding because it all still stays psychological and mental. And so I don't think you can ever be perfectly confident. I mean, there's so many areas in life where you can feel insecurities. But if we're just talking strictly physical appearance, something that helped me, I like three points, is I realized that I have to give myself time. Uh, You cannot be perfect in your physically. You always have... Oh, this blemish, oh, this scar, well, this, well, that. Lofty expectations, unreasonable expectations, and perfectionism. You have to realize that you'll never be truly perfect in your self-image. It's also a slow journey to get to where you want to go. So you're not just going to be perfect and see the change day one. You have to give yourself time. You have to be patient with yourself. You have to let go of intangible or unreasonable expectations. So that was one thing that I had to realize, and it's it's still a journey. The second thing is I would work out. So I saw something that I didn't like, and so I was saying, okay, well, I'll have to find a solution for it. So then I asked my parents to sign me up for a gym, and I had to pay for it. And I would bike there in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, and then I would beg my parents to join me there in the winter. Gym can be an escape because it focuses on your physical strength, eliminating the time to focus on mental problems. It helps me in multiple ways, so struggling for mental health, anxiety, stress. So the gym just helps me uh, expend a lot of energy that's unnecessary. I'm able to better myself and my body image, working towards a goal. I'm letting out energy, which is just healthy. So I'm working towards a healthy goal as well. I'm letting go of negative energy. I'm putting dedication and work into something that I care about for physical appearance, for health reasons. And so it just helps me clear my mind and feel accomplished better in my own skin. Even though they can hunt you, you do not think about it when you're in the gym. You have to be slow with yourself. You have to be patient with yourself. You have to realize that the results, and especially great results, isn't going to just come after a short period of time. I would go as far as to say, you won't see any rewards or significant change in your body up until three consistent months 
of going three, four, five times a week. But it only works when health is your priority over physical changes. Working out can be um, both positive and negative, um, depending on what side you're coming at. There's lots of studies that show that working out is really good for mental health. Um, exercise, getting out, being active is good to, you know, raise people out of depression. The only thing to worry about sometimes we see a lot in gym communities, eating disorders or misconstrued body image and you can focus too heavily on how you look and how you look to others and that's something that you definitely have to monitor and make sure that you are working out in a healthy way. But once you heal there are only positive outcomes. It certainly helps to take matters into your own hands and just change things. So yeah just I accepted that it takes time and I had to be reasonable and I put work in. Usually time is not enough. You should also put changes in your life Starting with your environment, with your friends, with your family. Clear everything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Make yourself comfortable at home, outside, at your work, and also go out of your comfort zone. It doesn't matter if it's in your clothes, in your sayings, in your words. Learn how to protect yourself, because nobody else will. And learn how to know your boundaries, because that can save your relationships. Remember that your body image shouldn't get in between your career and your life. And it most certainly shouldn't influence your mental health. There's lots of different things you can do. One is surround yourself with people who are positive and supportive and don't focus heavily on how you look and how much you weigh and what you wear and that kind of thing. In any case, don't try to compare yourself on your healing journey. When you're going to the gym, the worst thing you can do is to compare yourself to other people. That will only make you feel worse about yourself and worse in your own skin. I mean, there is certainly judgment in gyms, which is unfortunate. I'm always an advocate for, you know, just minding yourself unless you got something nice to say. Because no one's perfect and, you know, if you got the ability to point something out in others, you've got 10 things you can point out about yourself. Everyone has their own journey, battles to fight. So yeah, I do see people leaving the gym because of judgment by other people and like, you know, eyes panning over towards you and you can see people talking. The only thing you can do is to compare yourself to yourself. Mind your progress, look at how you improve, try to become better every day and you can take people as an example, but don't try to compare your abilities because it will only lead to something unfortunate. Be slow, patient, and guidance toward yourself. Put in genuine work. Be honest and loving towards yourself. Just think for a second what taking care of yourself means. How you can embrace yourself with your own love and help yourself recover from all the troubles that happened to you before. Being loving towards yourself isn't just putting in work. It's also treating yourself kindly uh, mentally and physically treating others, pushing your friends and your acquaintances or strangers forward and, you know, being nice, encouraging them. Just make sure that your inspiration that you're taking isn't edited photos of cover magazines or people that have been working out for 15 years on anabolic steroids and also come in with a uh, organized workout. Don't just go in there guessing understand what you're wanting to target how you're going to target how many workouts sets reps understand your body limit so have it planned remember when people see something they don't have or someone who has potential 
for an improvement. They learn about their vulnerable points and hit as hard as they can to destroy. But the best revenge is to show stability and power in achieving better results every day. Self-love is the key. Thanks for turning in. I was your host, Lana Strahun, for the episode here on Almost 107.